0: Welcome to the Nights Podcast. My name is Leah Thompson. As a graduate of Cary Christian School, I'm so honored to get to work among the phenomenal group of teachers on our campus. On this week's episode, rather than introducing you to a teacher, I have the privilege of introducing you to an author and a friend of Diane Hillsgrove. His name is Chris Sasser, and he wrote a book entitled Bags, which is actually a book for parents, giving them insight into how to support their children as they face the expectations and the challenges of life. And so several of our teachers are reading this book right now, and I'm so excited to get to share a little bit of it with you. So please join me in welcoming Chris Sasser. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Chris. Can you give just a little bit of an introduction of who you are and um, how you might be connected to Carrie Christian and...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Chris Sasser. Uh, I am a pastor in Wilmington, North Carolina. I work as the pastor of family ministries at Port City Community Church, which means I oversee kind of everything from birth through high school, including parents, and that's kind of been a real focus of mine over the last couple of years of just not not settling for what I think a lot of churches settle for is putting children's ministry and student ministry under the same umbrella and calling it family ministry. There's a whole other leg there we're missing, uh, and it's parents. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of been my focus for the last couple of years at my church. I'm from Raleigh, grew up in Raleigh, moved here to Wilmington in uh, 2013, and I am good friends with Diane. Hills Grove because because uh, we went to college together she's great friends with my wife we our, our families have kind of known each other and so we've got just a lot of great sort of college memories with Diane and have kind of watched what you guys are doing there at Carrie Christian so it's just fun to to be able to encourage parents hopefully in a little bit of a, of a different way of two kids we have a 17 year old son who's getting ready to graduate and go off to college a 15 year old daughter um, and we just have a lot of fun together as a family so that's us
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really thankful for you coming on and um, talking with me for a little bit about specifically your book, Bags, which is a resource for parents. And uh, we've actually adopted this. Among our staff. So, we introduced it at one of our staff trainings. And so, several of our teachers are actually reading it right now as well. And basically, the goal and the hope and the desire is that we can really come alongside our students and support them and point them to Christ and help them lighten their load. Um, So, I'd love for you, Chris, to maybe explain that metaphor a little bit as we dive into this conversation, what you mean by bags and lightening
1: the load and yeah I will and, and I'll start by telling a story of sort of where this idea came from because uh, I've just been you know kind of a pastor all my adult life never aspired to write a book like a lot of people do I just didn't but but ran into this concept uh, years ago when my wife and I were doing premarital counseling for young adults and so we would have you know someone from our, our church youth group who you know had gone off to college and they were going to get married and they came to me and said hey can, can you do our wedding Um, And I was honored to do that. And so we kind of usually knew them pretty well. Sometimes they met somebody new in college and, you know, we we didn't know the new person. Sometimes it was two people from youth group who, you know, we saw when they were in sixth grade, they were going to get married. But (laughs) either either way, we we would uh, we had a premarital process where we would take them through and they would come over to our house. And the first night we'd have dinner together and we would say to them, "Okay, act like you don't know us. And tell us your your life story, your faith story and your family story. Hmm. And these, you know, 20 some year olds would just absolutely unload on us and and just sort of back up the dump truck and unload. And so uh, some things we knew about them and their family and their life, other things we didn't know. And and what I just remembered uh, was looking at my wife often when they would leave and I would say, oh, my gosh, they are carrying so much emotional baggage with them right mm-hmm. now. And they have no idea what to do with it. And it really kind of made me sad because they're heading into mm-hmm. what I thought was, you know, hopefully one of the most exciting times of life as they were getting married, but they just, they didn't know what to do with all this baggage that they mm-hmm. had. And so the next number of sessions together obviously would be, you know, trying to unpack their bags, right, or right. how they can live with their bags. And the more I started thinking about that and kind of looking around, I mean, there are lots of information uh, out there about unpacking your bags. And it's why a lot of us go to counseling and, Um, But there was really nothing out there, though, about kind of the preventative maintenance side of this, because I'm a diehard optimist. I have actually been called stupidly optimistic by a good friend of mine and Diane's. (laughs) And um, and and I just started thinking, okay, like, what about my kids? Like, what are my kids going to be saying when they're in somebody else's kitchen when they're in their 20s? Right. Uh, Lots of parents you know, have a version of that. And, And I just started thinking, well, OK, like, do my kids have to, to get to their young adult years and have all of this incredibly you know, heavy baggage? I'm mm-hmm. um, like, I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, we can't pack, or we're not going to pack any bags. But c- could I maybe get my kids and our kids were young at the time? Could I maybe get them to their young adult years and just maybe be a little bit lighter and, mm-hmm. and not, you know, not have such a heavy load? I started thinking about what I really want for my kids is I want for them to be healthy. Um, sure. I want them to get good grades and go to the right college and, you know, kind of all right, the American right. dream things, make the money and marry the right person, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but really what I want for my kids, honestly, is I want for them to be healthy. I want for them to be healthy emotionally. I mm. want for them to be healthy, uh, relationally. I want for them to be healthy mentally and I want for them to be healthy spiritually. So mm. as I was thinking about all this, I just honestly started in focus groups with young adults at my church and uh college students i used to, i would say okay tell me about your bags i would kind of explain the concepts and and i would say tell me kind of what kind of bags do you have and mm. just like what used to happen in our kitchen was happening here and they were just unloading And so i went about a year and uh just heard it from young adults and college students and and started to hear themes and so developed uh, uh, eight common bags Mm -hmm. that kids pack. And I say kind of from the age of five to 25. And the reality is they don't know how to deal with it. It's weighing them down and they're trying to figure out how to live life with all these bags. And so what I believe, and I know this is a tremendously long answer to your question, (laughs) but I'll I'll, I'll finish here. What I believe is that as parents, we are uniquely positioned to help our kids lighten the load. Mm -hmm. Like we can pay attention to what's going on with them. If we know about what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. And so instead of kind of, when they get to be 15, 16, start kind of checking out and they have to grow up. And and yes, that's true. But what I want is I want for them to be healthy. So I want to pay attention to what's going on. So so the book is about awareness and preventive maintenance. It's um, an opening chapter that kind of tells that story about the premarital counseling and a few Mm -hmm. more. It's eight chapters, one chapter on each bag. And in each chapter, it is Here's the bag. Here's um, what might happen to your kid if they pack those bags. And then Mm -hmm. what I hope is the most helpful part is here are just some practical things that you Mm -hmm. can do along the way to help your kids lighten the load. So (laughs) long answer, but, but that's, that's what the book is. And I I never saw it coming.
0: That's really great. And even um, I was just flipping through it last night, preparing for this and some of just the practical tips of, um, hey, when you say this, this is how it can be interpreted. Or if this is what you're expecting, this is how it could be um, perceived by your child. And so I thought even those from the standpoint of a teacher or in somebody working at a school, um, that was just helpful. Or I'm an aunt. So yeah. just thinking about all of those things um, is really helpful. Would you say, could if you were to boil down um, maybe three key points or three key things to help parents as they're seeking to support their struggling students or or just Mm -hmm. their their adolescents who are going to struggle no matter what because they're growing and they're feeling those growing pains Um, what would you what would you say to them
1: i would say three things that directly tie to to what are three of the first four bags that i talk about Mm -hmm. Um, number one is is really just to focus on the relationships with your kids i think oftentimes as a parent, we can kind of get into, um, to practical mode to where, you know, kind of just have to keep trains running on time and we got to get up and, you know, get our clothes on and get our shoes together and get everything ready and go to school and come home and do the homework and eat the dinner and go to the practice. And, uh, all of a sudden we're all exhausted and fall in bed and then do it all over again. And and what gets crowded out is the relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I would say really focus on relationships with your kids more than anything. Another way that I've said it recently, in a few other kind of context, is um, connection over content. Mm-hmm. That I think what people want more than anything else is connection. Certainly, our kids do. They may not, they may not always um, show us that they want that connection. Mm-hmm. Again, I have teenagers, so I get it. Right. But they want it desperately. And so oftentimes as parents, we are really good at providing content to them and we want to teach them and want to make sure they hear kind of the right things so that they do the right things. And what they really want is the connection. So, so the relationships are key and uh, focus on the connection with your kids and, and figure out how your kids will connect to you or how mm-hmm. you can connect to them and step into that, even if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. There's actually one story I remember in the book where um I, I'm not a gamer. Our son's not a huge gamer, but there was just a moment where he was, you know, playing a game on his phone. And a friend of mine kind of encouraged me, like with our kids, we have to be where they are.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I downloaded Clash of Clans and <laughs> he was the expert. And I was like, hey man, like teach me how to play this game. Um, and he did, and it kind of bonded us together in a little bit of a different way. I had mm-hmm. zero interest and learning how to play that game. And I don't (laughs) to this day, but, but for a season, it was a way I could connect with him. And Mm -hmm. so I had to step into his world instead of my world. So connection over content relationships are important. Um, The second thing I'll say is related to the performance bag. And this is the one that I think is probably crushing our kids more than anything else Mm -hmm. is the pressure that they feel to perform everywhere. Mm And, 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 and yes, performance is important in some ways, but when it crushes our kids, it's it's tragic. And so they feel pressure to perform in school. They feel pressure to perform in their sport. They feel pressure to perform in our homes to you know have the right behavior. They feel pressure to perform in social media if they have it. They, they just everywhere they turn nowadays, there's this pressure to perform. Um, and I, I've had some conversations very recently with some other teenagers. Um, here in our church, and, and the pressure to perform is absolutely mm-hmm. crushing them. So pay attention to that, parents. And, and one of the ways that um, I say it, uh, and actually our pastor here at our church said this at a parent event a number of years ago, he said, what we ought to do is we should reduce the pressure at home, mm-hmm. which is counterintuitive, mm-hmm. um, because we feel like sometimes we need to, to ramp up the pressure so that they'll perform better. But, but what if home was a place where a kid's Um, could sort of step back from the pressure Mm -hmm. and they could feel back to what I kind of encouraged at the beginning, they could feel the connection and the relationships Mm -hmm. um, instead of always feeling even from their parents, a pressure to perform. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. the second thing, reduce the pressure at home and and pay attention to performance. Probably the last thing, the third thing I would say is um, to just help them uh, land and and sort of um, settle into their identity Mm-hmm. And obviously, what I want, what I think parents listening want, is is for our kids to have an identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they land on their identity as a student, and you know, all of a sudden they got to you know perform and you know be on the honor roll and, and get the right grades and get into the right school, at some point that that crashes and goes away. Right. Um, and so then, what's their identity if they land on their identity as an athlete? And you know, they got to you do all the travel sports and be on the right team and get all the extra coaching and you know, perform in that. Well, at some point that goes away. So what's your mm-hmm. identity then? Mm-hmm. If they, if their identity is, I'm i I'm a, I'm a failure. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and, and they begin to internalize, they can never get anything right. What is that going to do to them? And so there's all these identities that they will put on themselves. What we really need to push as parents is for them to understand that they are a child of God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they can land on that as their identity, everything that else doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. But it just, it, hopefully there's a lighter load there because I'm loved, I'm accepted, Mm -hmm. I'm valued, I'm worthy. I'm all of these things, no Mm -hmm. matter how I perform and whether I'm rejected and and uh, all the other things. And so focus on, on the, the right identity and building the right identity in your kid instead of um, subtly pushing them into the other identities, which Mm -hmm. we know are just going to go away. So. Those are That's the three great. things
0: I'd say. That's great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. I think we talk all the time and I have a little, the little ending to the podcast is always just the reminder that our prayer for every one of our students is that through each conversation on our campus, our students would be equipped to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. There, and there that, go. I, that idea that this is what is going to give them life and life abundantly as if they understand who Christ is Views them as and who they are in Him. That's that's beautiful. Um, Absolutely. And I love. I'm I'm really thankful. Thank you so much for walking through all of that and for kind of giving that perspective specifically for our parents. Because again, this is a podcast for parents. We are we are at a school, and so thinking through what does that like what does this mean for a teacher? What does it mean for a teacher to? Connect, like having connection over content, because obviously my job is to give you content. Provide content, absolutely. <laughs> right, sure. and so what does, that, um, what does that look like for, and I mean, I think it just means we're building relationships.
1: And I think both as a parent and as a teacher, um, there are ways to do exactly what you're describing, to to, to provide the connection through the content, because obviously there are moments in life where we have to provide the content because mm-hmm. they don't know it and they need to learn it. But when, when we're just providing content for the sake of content or here, here's where I'm probably am guilty as a parent. If I provide content for the sake of behavior modification and control, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they can sniff that out a mile away, especially as they get older. And so um, the the content just does need to be meshed with the connection in, Mm -hmm. in kind of a real way. And here's one other thing I want to say to parents really just kind of about this concept and, and about the book in general. So, Funny story, you know, I was noodling on this for a couple of years, quite honestly, and was doing these focus groups and talking to people and just relying on some of my own ministry experience because I've now been in in full-time ministry for almost 30 years. And in the midst of it, I I floated the idea to my wife, who's been in youth ministry for a long time, has been in the church, She's a solid believer. And she was like, hmm, nah, because what, what she was hearing from me for a while was, as parents, we are the ones who heap all of this baggage onto our kids. Mm. And her, her, her thought was, who wants to read about that? Hmm. And she's right. Um, it, but, but, but we are not the, um, sure, we play a little bit of a part in that mm-hmm. when it comes to our kids. But coaches pack bags, teachers mm-hmm. pack bags, peers pack bags, uh, culture packs bags, social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can go on and on and on. As a parent though, we are uniquely positioned to pay attention to it mm-hmm. in a different way. And that's what what kind of and, and when she understood that the light bulb went off and she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is helpful. And, and that's what I'm hearing from people who are who are reading it is hopefully it's just, you know, it's relatable, it's real life, mm-hmm. it's um and it's not our fault yeah (laughs) yeah and so I don't want parents to hear it's your fault if your kids have any baggage and the other thing that I'll say is oftentimes when I have a chance to talk to parents about this parents will quickly go to oh wait a minute I have that baggage Hmm. (laughs) I I feel the pressure to perform and I you know feel rejected and so what do I do about that as I'm trying to help my kids not have these other bags and what I would say Mm -hmm. is go to counseling (laughs) uh, or, you know, talk to a trusted friend, just confront what it is that you're feeling when it comes to your own baggage from your own past and try to get healthy yourself in the midst of paying attention to what's going on with your kids. Cause you know, we all want to move into a healthy direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And I think that's helpful. That's a helpful distinction too. Cause the teachers may not necessarily have that same unique position of really being able maybe they can with one or two students who they have a real relationship with but on the whole they can take this information and use it and how can i prevent their bags from becoming more filled correct and then that makes sense that's great yeah um I love that. I'm really thankful. This book, I, again, it's practical and it is real. You tell some, I love your anecdotes. You have some really good stories in here. Um, and I really encourage any listeners to, um, pick it up. You can buy it on Amazon. I have the link in the show notes for you so you guys can pick it up. And Chris, just thank you so much for sitting down with me for a few minutes and talking through, um, these really helpful, just pieces of insight as from one parent to another. And, um, we're just thankful for you. So
1: Thank you, Lee. I appreciate you you having me on.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Chris. I was so thankful. For his willingness to step on a call with me and walk through this book, I know he spent a lot of time thinking about and praying about how he can love and support and raise up strong men and women. And I know that in our community here at Care Christian, we are seeking to do that very thing in the context of education and in the context of our partnership with parents. And so thank you for joining me today. As you know, with every conversation on our campus, our prayer is that our students would be equipped to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. I hope you'll join us next week.